Welcome to Racing Memories with Ron Varash. Listen to classic racer interviews from his Facebook video vault as we get ready for the 2023 season of Michiana Racing. Do you edit these or anything? Or? Not really. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm loud enough. Okay, I got the microphone. Okay. Otherwise, it'd be we did yeah. that. We didn't have the microphone earlier. It's like, I think we need the microphone now. Okay. So we're good here. Ready? All right, we're rolling here. Hey, we got Tyler Warren here with us at the Mr. Chief uh, Racers Reunion, and great turnout, probably 75, 80 people here tonight. And, and you know, some of the younger drivers, and, well, you're getting up in age a little bit now, but uh, some of the younger drivers are here today too, and you, Jeff Gaines pulled in, and you know, kind of see Kitty Whitman, some of the guys locally that still racing. And uh, well, what a year you had with the open wheel. And going back to Indianapolis, you know, with the legacy car, a lot of eyes are being like, wow, check this car out. You know, the, the color was one thing, yeah. a none down to car. And, you know, a lot of eyes are like, it's going to go here, you know, because some other cars have come about, but, you know, it's kind of like still that down tube. It's a little different. And kind of like, you know, I'm thinking of like when Ray Dillon was racing and he was getting out of it and Mark Martin was got into the Dillon car and how Dillon sold a lot of cars. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at you getting that legacy car. You do a couple good wins or a couple good finishes. That legacy might be taken off. It might be taken off already for that matter there. But tell us about that legacy car a little bit. Yeah, so, um, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a, like you said, a non-downtube car, and uh, they, they build it in-house, Mike and Butch, and it's a, it's a really nice piece. You know, they... Uh, they do all the maintenance. They do all the assembly on it, and uh, they let me do the shocks and setup, which is, which is really kind of what I want, you know. And uh, no, it's it's a good deal. I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, getting this year rolling. I've been down there twice already since the new year, and just you know checking in and, and hanging out, and fitting the seat and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's uh, something I'm really something I've been working at and really looking forward to. It's kind of neat. You were doing you know race the midgets and the silver crown in the sprint car last year. And out with the Silver Crown, and then you kind of go back and look at the history of the Silver Crown. Basically, those are the guys that ran Indianapolis 500, yep. and some of the guys that was the same cars that raced the Indy 500 going back years ago, and kind of a kind of really historic, you know. And with USAC, you know, Silver Crown kind of took a hit for a while, and now it's kind of coming back and seeing you know 20 some cars at IRP, and you know on the dirt there's even more cars, and now you got you know another project going on with the dirt car and everything now. So that's going to be an interesting program there in itself yeah um, yeah the dirt's uh, I mean it's it's gonna be a challenge for sure you know I, I'm not expecting to go out and, and set the world on fire by any means but I, I want to be competitive you know I've been watching a lot of video um, I got some really really good guys to lean on for advice and you know for driver coaching you know Brian Gerster is gonna help me a lot Brian Tyler is gonna help me um, those guys have kind of taken me under their wing, you know, uh, so to speak, the last few years, and I've been a big help to me. So I got some really, really good guys that have been very successful in a lot of forms of open wheel racing that they're going to help me as far as what I can do better behind the wheel. So, um, you know, I'm really thankful for that, for sure. And that show at Indianapolis, I mean, the sprint car race, all green flag. I mean, you got, you know, the, the start was a little ragged, and you kind of fell back a few spots, but, you know, 40 laps, it was like, bit by bit by bit, you got by Santos and 
you know, and the Reese was up there, and the, the five-car Leary, and, you know, good racing with those guys. I mean, you're, you're so much on the edge with those guys. I mean, you're, you guys are really pushing it. You were finding that spots in the corner where you can find your spots to, to get underneath them and then almost do the slide job or just to pick them off. You did some outside passes. And yeah. It, it, was, it was an entertaining race, to say the least. Yeah, that's, uh, our sprint car program is, is pretty good right now, I think. Um, IRP, we, we ran really good this year with the sprint car. That's a... You know, that's a track that I really put, uh, put a lot of thought and focus into as far as setup goes and, and driving techniques. So, um, you know, I, 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 I'm glad to win there. You know, that's a kind of a staple for open wheel racing running there. So uh, I'm, glad, uh, I'm, glad, uh, I'm glad to get a win there. And uh, great seeing the car counts and the 500 series actually taking off and doing something. You know, the wing series, you know, getting out nine, ten cars, and then the wing list was kind of like in limbo. Musty's kind of going with their deal, and then you got, you know, out of bed doing their deal, and yeah. it's good to see, you know, they're all wingless, and it takes a little bit for a fan that used to see wing cars forever to accept a wing, wingless car out there on the track. Yeah, you know, uh, right now I think the non-wing is definitely where it's at. The guys with the 500 Sprint Tour, Sprint Car Tour, have done a phenomenal job. I mean, they've year one, I think their lowest car count was 17 one time, and I think the rest of them were over 20, which which is huge, you know, that's that's what we've needed, and, and, and it's really competitive, I think, you know, so I, I see it only going up from here, you know, it's uh, a lot of buzz has come about about that series, um, you know, it kind of couples in with the Silver Crown schedule, too, so so I expect it to, to keep growing, and I think pavement open wheel racing is, is definitely on the upswing. When you look at the old days of, you know, Thursday Night Thunder, my God, when USAC was racing, whatever they had at IRP, there was 30 cars. It's like, oh, yeah. man, there was cars coming from Florida and coming yeah. from across country, and it's kind of good to see Open Wheel coming back again because, you know, there's so much history and heritage. I mean, God, look at your granddad, yeah. you know, with the, the Super Mod and then the yeah. engine car and everything there, and, you know, just a lot of ties with Indiana, Northern Indiana, with the Super Mods and Sprints over the years, and, oh, yeah. you know, you're kind of carrying it on. and. Uh, yeah, that's you know that's one of one thing I like about the open wheel racing is the you know the history and the and the pageantry of it's always just kind of cool you know like like you said the Silver Crown series just the the background and the history of that series I mean you have some of the greatest racers of all time have been champions and, and winners in that series which is which is really cool for me you know as a, as a young kid growing up and then it's kind of cool too with them guys jumping in different cars so mm -hmm. you've done it Santos. I mean, yep. you know, they go down and say hi to him. So he's already working on another car. Oh, yeah. You know, Justin Grant is doing different things. And Leary, you know, all these guys are bouncing around. And it's, it's kind of cool. Like, Indianapolis had that format with the three divisions. Yeah. And then you look at this year's schedule, and it's like, oh, they got championship at the end of the year with that. But yep. nothing else, really. I mean, Silver Crown on its own. And, that's right. And it's yeah. Like, that, that's nice. You know, all the races kind of coincide as far as Silver Crown and Sprint Car and, and the midget races at IRP. I, I think I have a midget ride. Um, for the IRP races, so really excited for that. You know, um, just really fortunate and, and blessed for just what I get to do, you know, kind of for a living now. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of people, a lot of great car owners and, and supporters for my own stuff and a lot of great friends, you know, that, that make it all possible. And I'm, you know, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world, you know, as far as what I have now. So I'm, I'm, I'm just enjoying it. Something that surprised me, like Kaylee Bryson, and uh, she was down to IRP. She got in the wall, you know, she yep. ran that 
couple different shows, and then she was the first woman to lead the Silver Crown race. Actually, she only 70 some laps, and it's like, my God. And then she wrecked at IRP. I mean, I caught that wreck because I was getting a picture of Clauser uh, was getting in his car. I thought, finally got a picture of him. And I looked up, and there she is climbing the wall, and I got some pictures. And she's like, you know, I, I should have thought better about it, but I tried to back it into the corner a little bit. You don't do that with a pavement car. Yeah. You know, but what a talent there, you know, and there's this, you get that younger blood in that series, and, you know, especially a woman driver, I mean, yeah. had Sarah Fisher, you know, years ago in that with open wheel, and, yeah. you know, getting a lot of attention that way, you know, in a positive manner. Oh, for sure. Like I said, it seems, you know, Silver Crown had a few rough years there, I think, and, I mean, way before I came along, obviously, in the open wheel ranks, but, uh... It really seems to me like it's on the upswing now, like I said, and a lot of guys building cars, I think. I mean, we're a new team, and there's a few other new teams, I think, starting up. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of the direction my career is headed right now, you know. I mean, it kind of bummed I won't be able to race locally, I guess, as much, but, you know, i got to do what's best for me at some point. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's still good in the late model, no matter what, you know, what day of the week it is there. I mean, you just seem to have Plymouth figured out the newer surface, and, yeah. you know, and then, like, say, the Sizzler has always been kind to you there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, lo I love Outlaw late model racing still. Um, I mean, I've done it my whole life, you know, and it's that's kind of where I've learned how to race, you know, in the, in the Outlaw landscape. And, you know, like you said, Plymouth, New Paris, Kalamazoo, those places, a lot of great racers, and it's, it's tough, it's still tough racing with those guys. Um, it's just, you know, I'm at a point where I kind of want to try some other things. I'll still run my outlaw car a little bit, just not, not like as much as I have been. Really, you're going to be like busy from daylight to sunset, you know. Oh, yeah. With different things going on and trying to keep a schedule. And, yeah. You know, definitely when you start doing a lot of that NASCAR or the, the USAC stuff, now there's going to be a lot more interviews, a lot more little appearances and stuff. And, yeah, know. but, you know, that's fine. Um, I'm in for whatever whatever I can do. I just love to race, you know, whatever it is. You know, I just, I love racing, and, and like I said, I'm fortunate to get to do it with some great teams, and, you know, like my team that comes with me with my own cars, the 24 car and the 56, is literally just all my best friends, you know, and they take their own time to come and help me, and we have a, we have a good time together, you know, so uh, it's one of my favorite parts about it, you know, we, you know, when we win, it's, it's fun to win, obviously, but I see how happy all my friends and everyone that helps me is. Uncle Dave, too, I think. Oh, yeah, Uncle Dave. Yeah. Uncle Dave gets, he's, he's, he don't miss a race. You guys look at the photos going, thanks for getting those photos. Oh, yeah. I'm like, hey, it's like, not a problem there. It's what I'm, what yeah. I'm doing, you know. And, yeah. You know, I so said when I got those pictures together, get IRP, and I thought I'll just group, group those things together. And, yeah. You know, that first set, and people are like, oh, damn, check that out, you know. Yeah. It's like, we need more of that, though. Yeah. You know, never, never hurts for photos. No, it, it don't, you know. It's, uh, no, like I said, man, I'm I'm really lucky. I didn't. I never forecasted my uh, my career coming to this point. I mean, going Silver Crown racing full time, or even having a sprint car. You know, now I, I own my own sprint car, but uh, nothing I ever dreamt of. I mean, I dreamt of it, I guess, as a little kid, but I didn't ever think it'd be a reality. So, yeah, like I said, I just just trying to enjoy it. Making it happen. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. again for coming out tonight. And, yeah. You know, thanks for thrilling us for the year with all the different style of racing. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's always kind of cool. Like, man, I know that guy out there on yeah. the track, you know, oh, yeah. and stuff. And uh, yeah. but the USAC guys are all good to talk to. I mean, they're oh, yeah. all real open and, you know, some remember me from years ago with the Haas series. Or oh, yeah. A lot of value in that. Oh, you were the guy who did this. You know, it's same guy. Just, well, it's all more great. You know? I want to say, you know, Ron, we, we all appreciate everything you do for the sport, especially locally. You know, you're a big big promoter for racing, so I just want to want to take a minute to thank you for that, and uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. Oh, for sure. Thank you much, bud.
COVID-19 moves fast. And now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Oral treatments can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms first appear. If you have symptoms of COVID-19, even if they're mild, don't wait. Get tested quickly. If you test positive and are at high risk for severe disease, act fast. Ask if an oral treatment is right for you. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. Okay, we're recording. I'll stay over here. All right. You can sit a little bit closer. I don't, I don't bite. Okay. There we go. Hopefully you're in a picture. You can maybe see there's a camera right there. So this, see who you are. You're the star of the show now. Hey, we're here at Red Bones Pizza and Chicken. And a lot of the old time drivers here. And we got some newer time drivers here too with us. And you are? Brittany Cheshire. And you're from? Newcastle. Newcastle, Indiana. Yep. And you did something last year or this past season. A first for you there, wasn't it? Yep. And that was racing. Stock compact. Yes. And you know your family's been involved in racing, so you know kind of like you're you're aware of a lot of stuff with racing, but then taking the driver's seat's a little bit different story. Yeah, for sure. And how did that go? You know, the first couple of nights getting used to it. It was a lot. A lot of it nerves. was pretty scary, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'd be out of everybody's way, honestly. One thing, though, with the blonde, there's other female racers, too. Yeah. So it's kind of like you weren't just like, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm right. a woman here. There's that actually, you know, there's other ones, you know, Shelby over the years, and uh, Jason's daughter and stuff, yeah. and, you know, racing Thundercar, Crown Vicks, and... Uh, maybe not Thundercar is my northern Indiana class, but the, the Crown Vic class and the stock compacts. So that wasn't so hard to do. So there wasn't such a barrier there. But now just breaking the barrier, getting on the track and turning some laps and, and trying to run the same area lap too. Because you might have a good lap. And then it's like, oh, I was off on that lap. You know, and you're getting passed by a lot of cars. It's like, oh, i got to make it up. But, you know, it's, it's one of those, you learn your patience there. And, uh, you know, by the end of the year, I mean, my gosh, we were in the, like, Little 20s with the stock compacts, and then we got into about the mid, mid, or you know, low of the mid 30s, yeah. and even like kind of the last couple of races, you know, we had 30 cars in the feature race, and you know, you had some rough luck in one of them there, yes. but uh, learning rough. experience though. Yeah, now, you know, kind of like you need sponsors, and you got family. Tell us about how you got involved in wanting to race, because you know, you weren't in the race driver mode before, yeah. and then. How family encouragement and then about getting sponsors too there. Um, sponsor actually was my cousin's husband across the street from me, and he just saw us building our race car and everything. And he like, What's going he on over got, there? Yeah. So that was an easy sponsor yes. there. He's got uh, Redline Oasis. Um, okay. He sells like Redline Hot Wheels and stuff. Oh really? So okay. He offered my wheels and tires and just whatever he needed. Chris has raced for a while. Because so mm -hmm. he, he, he had the Procon yeah. last year, and then he yeah. grenaded the motor on it. Yes. And that was a major smoke bomb there. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, he was not happy about that, so he took the season off and built one for me. Because the stock compact's a little bit lesser modifications yeah. than the Pro. Yeah. Pro's kind of juked up a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more dollar signs behind yeah. there and stuff. Sure. So then you, the number you picked out, how did you come up with your car number? Um, he's 44, and I figure if we're going to be a team, we just kind of stuck around the same couple digits. And okay. Two, four, four. There you go. And then you end up you know, going off to practice a couple times before you actually raced. Uh -huh. And you, did you kind of like taking notes, metal notes? Or uh, did you have your you know coaches on the track, you know, outside the track saying, hey, yeah. you need to go here, you need to go there? Yeah, he uh, told me a lot all the time. 
what to do. So you're going a million miles. Mine's a million miles an hour. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to turn a 19 second lap. Yeah. Here, but it's like, in my you know. first race, um, I had just practiced the day before. I never had been out on the track. Mm-hmm. I went out on Saturday and I went and raced on Sunday. Now something you know, <laughs> so, up the lawn. I mean, Anderson's kind of high bank quarter mile and it's kind of like the same kind of corners. McLaurin's got all kinds of different corners going on. And, you know, something to learn that short turn and then, you know, the braking and everything. Because you probably watched it in the grandstands. Yeah. That's just simple. Yeah, you know, they make it look like it. You should do this and you should do that. And now you're, you know, yeah. finding out otherwise. It's like, well, there's a lot of, you know, especially with momentum such a big thing. Yeah. Compact, if you really, damn near stopping that short turn, I mean, you're yeah. you're going to get whipped by three or four cars before you can get gas to get down the straightaway and stuff. So if you just roll it in. Now, you then you had a kind of a tough deal, you're hot lapping towards the end of the year and the car got whacked in the wall pretty good. And you thought you were going to be done and then you had some other people come on board and put that thing together. Yeah, they've always been really good about fixing everything. Definitely the highs and lows of racing and stuff there. Yeah, for sure. Now, when you tell other females, like, you know, I'm a race driver. I mean, there's more race drivers that are female now than probably before, especially the carts and the mini wedges and stuff like that. You know, so someone really race. I mean, they probably couldn't, you know, you should just, that, you know, that's not really what you should be doing. Right, yep. Kind of a thing. Now, is there a lot, any of them kind of like throw that danger factor at you there, thinking, oh my God, this is, you know, they see some rips on TV and they think that's what happens at every track. And it's, Mostly my grandma. <laughs> you're probably like, what, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. She's not really a big fan when I do it. Now you got, she you know, me. Now your first year of racing, you know, everything was on videotape. There were most yeah. a lot of the races were videotaped. So we knew we were watching those like right after they were being posted, yeah. Yeah. and you're kind of like. You know, living, living and learning there. Yeah. So now, when you were at the, on the track, was there any guys that you were competing against? Like, God, I'm always seeming to get in the wreck with this guy, or I'm always running around the same uh, couple cars. Or there was times that I was always around the same people. But I don't know if I really wrecked with all the same people. I think I wrecked with about everybody. Some guys would be like, whenever I get around so and so, I always yeah. seem to be in a wreck. You know, yeah. always seem to. There was a couple that I was kind of iffy about, but <laughs> you know. You know, and they probably sometimes it's kind of funny too with the driver that's a male. Yeah. And then there's a wreck, and he's like, oh my god, that didn't catch I'm going yes. to go down there and let him have it. And then it's like, oh my god, it's a woman. You know, then they're yeah. like, oh. Of course, the woman driver. Yeah, then they're like, not sure what to say now. You, yeah. know, you might hit him with your purse or something, you know. Yeah. Now yeah. for. Uh, Thankfully, I never came in. Now, 2023. Some flames of racing, compact still. And, yes. You know, and same car, or are you going to kind of do some uh, different things there? I actually have a different car. Different car. Same number, different race. Now, when that car got in the wall, did it bend anything up on it pretty good, or just uh, just, 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 get, get, just more of a co- cosmetic damage? Yeah, yeah. Rather than feeling of hitting the wall. Yeah. Because now, once you hit the wall, now they so now you got it out yeah, of the system. Yeah, not so bad. Now, are you going to look at other tracks to run, or? Oh, uh, we're thinking about Anderson. I'm not really sure yet. That's Chris says I am, but. You know, high bank quarter mile, it's totally different than yeah. the big lawn. You yeah. know, it's kind of neat when those guys raced back in the day. They had, you know, 22 degree bacon at Anderson, and, yeah. you know, almost like a mini Winchester of sorts, and then you go to McLaurin, and it's like. You know, you're almost driving in a hard yeah. It's very little different there. Now, when you were growing up, any favorite drivers that, uh, back in the day that you had? Yeah. 
just like, just like all the drivers, or like, just like racing in general, yeah. out of Pearl this yeah, Favorite class did you like to watch back in the day? You know, kind of, they, you know, kind of look like they built like they look like tanks. Yeah. Because you know, my Thunder cars, Northern Indiana, are what the Convicts are down here. They had that body style, and I was, you know, Matt Potts would always correct me on the divisions when I would list them wrong, and I'm like, well, me a Thunder car is that, but you know, the Thunder cars here, they're kind of like a street stock, but they yes. got the bars on them. They almost look like war wagons a little bit, you know, like they're, they're ready for the, you know, for some pretty hard hits. But uh, you know, kind of like a street stock class. Though the, the rules are a little bit different, some guys don't cross over, the cars won't cross over, and that makes it kind of tough. That's what makes it kind of tough too with racing now. It's, the old days it was two classes and the, the, the rules was like a sheet of paper and now the rules are different tracks. I mean, you, you know, I'm going to run this track, you, gotta have, you can't run the Hoosiers, you got to run this time. And then you want to run this track, you got to have this much weight. You know, like, oh my God, you know, you go through all that, you know, messing around there and stuff. When Chris took my car to Anderson, we had to get the Hoosiers off. Somebody else not Hoosiers. Yeah, so you either have four more rims on you or you need Trade them off. Yeah. Uh, you got a stack of tires in the garage. Yeah. For one guy that raced out of Fort Wayne, he said I had. I figured I'd just get extra rims, so I had my Angola tires on four. Then he said I had my CRA Street Stock on four. Then Plymouth was on four. He's like, I'm gonna, you know, he said, I got more rims in my the whole garage. Is nothing but rims. So he says I don't put them outside, you know, but just one of those deals there. Now you got a couple sponsors. You remember them pretty good. Yeah. All right. There you go. Red Oasis and the Vinyl Vibes. That was it. Anything else from uh, and then Chris? <laughs> the husband. Yeah. You know, the pocketbook. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I just get to drive in. So. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. And then you got the kids, you know, at the track too and stuff, and they're probably uh, getting pretty wound up watching the racing they, too. Uh, the little one loves it. The middle one. She thinks it's cool that I'm not the race car driver, but she's also a car driver. So, mixed feelings. Yeah, as long as you don't hit the wall and right. you know, you hear and the wrecks. I mean, two of them happened directly in front of her, so that was <laughs> not good. But this part of racing there. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming out here today and uh, kind of needing you know. Place is pretty packed. Yeah, it was. And I think Phil's pretty happy with the turnout. Very good food. And uh, you know, be at McLaughlin Banquet's coming up in about another yeah. month or so there. So it's kind of neat. We weren't going to have one. Now we're going to have one. So well, I think it's on a Sunday too. Yeah, it is. Selma is on the other side of Muncie there. But uh, you know, it's kind of like what you're doing now. You're going to be the stock compact still, yes. not moving up or anything no. there. The other car that you had that was the Pro Compact, of course, is that kind of kind of sitting in the back of the garage? Um, actually, we're making a four car team this year. So four car team, huh? Yeah, that car is going to someone else. I don't. Chris hasn't announced yet who it is. Okay. But, uh, they're getting that hard. The only good thing, bad thing, when you have a four-car team or three-car, now you need three trailers. Yeah. Or you need a trailer <laughs> yes. or something. We, sometimes yes. guys get, you know, we'll be a you know, multi-team car, you know, and then they're like, well, do you have another trailer? Yeah, we were working on that. Yeah, like, how are we going to get them there? Can't, can't stack them on top of each other. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming out today. No and Thank uh, you. we'll see you at the banquet here in another month or so, and then uh, we'll be back racing before we know it. Yeah. So thank you wait. so much. Thank you. See you, very Oh, thanks. <laughs> 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 and, and, and the camera's still on. There we go. <laughs>
The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. We're rolling there. Hey, we're here at Chippewa Bowl and uh, bowling with Jeff Skiat. We got Frank Gasco here with us, a guy that normally is over there at New Paris and, you know, an M40 and stuff like that. But you got a lot of ties with South and Speedway over the years. But you came out here today to support this and uh, how did, pretty fun, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I think Jeff Skiat, great dude. You know, uh, he's really a, a staple, I think, in uh, local racing, whether it be New Paris, South Bend, M40, uh, Plymouth. You know, I've seen him everywhere. I just think he's, he's really great. You know, he's, he's great for the sport. So if he's going to support us, we should be there to support him. Yeah, and we got to set up last year for eight balls at South Bend, and I think he was ready the next day to do it. Oh, yeah. You know, this was back in April when he, I talked to him about it. So we got to kind of set up for a January date, so it worked around with his schedule pretty good, and really about everybody else's schedule on a Sunday. We we're going to do it yesterday, but they had a state tournament going on in here, and that would have been. Good, but bad, but they said Sunday's a better day, and had about 40 people out here today, maybe 45 people checking it out, some people bowling, some not, but uh, kind of fun to get together, do something non-racing, and just, oh, yeah, you know, sure. see, see some people yeah. in a, a not-so-serious light, period, everything. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, I actually bowled with a uh, gentleman, Mark, I'm not sure what his last name is, but... Malohorn, yeah. Illinois. Yeah, great dude, you know, he kind of took to us, just... Yeah, I looked at him and he's like, I'm here to bowl on him. And you know, I was like, what you, you know, I was like, that kind of threw me for a loop right because we did interview with him last year at South Bend and you know, he's from Illinois, so he had a two hour drive to get here, not even announced. And, uh, but and so pretty cool he came out here and Absolutely. having some fun bowling in that. Yeah. And you know, things like that, I, I feel like, hey, if you're just going to do it, just, you know, no, that's cool. So then we had Ted Beebe from Kalamazoo come yeah. out, you know, we've seen him out here, so it was pretty fun there. I was here too, so that worked out really nice. I didn't you know. see you around, but, you know, I've seen you come in late, but, you know. And then Lenny, you know, trying to get you guys yeah. together to get together out here too for the dirt deal. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I've known Len uh, and Andrew ever since I, I was probably before 10 years old, you know, I, I mean, uh, he's just, they're really great people, um, I really just can't say enough good about that. I know Lenny's got a deal with Car Show Weekend, yep. but he's thinking maybe Junior's going to watch those cars, so yep. you might have to talk him into it and say that you're gonna try. you'll have to keep an eye on the cars for him, too, yep. and stuff there. We're going to try. Because, uh, you know, we got the show set up this past Thursday, and, you know, a lot of talk, mall's closing, and actually, I think you did that right up on there, yeah. you know, about what was going on. And, you know, it's just a matter of just getting everything set up through the mall. I mean, on my end, it's quick, but then their end, they lost some paperwork and just getting it on. I mean, they were like, it's, it's on, we just got to get some stuff figured out. And uh, so, I mean, the, the response has been overwhelming here. We posted that thing Thursday night about the show going on, and I've already got probably 25, 30 entries on right. messages. I'll be there if you do the show. So then we had to look at when we can do it. Easter's the following weekend, the South Bend Car Show's the weekend before, so it kind of pinned us in where it's at. Yeah. So some guys might do the South Bend Show but not be able to make Concord, so we're still, you know, it's, it's, a, it's free choice you can show exactly. up or not. But last year we had 72 there, entries, and my God, the place was packed with people, and it was just amazing how dead that mall looks. And then to find out, you know, they lost, you know, they ran out of food and drinks at a couple of the right. restaurants because of the amount of people there. And, uh, you know, it's just great for the area, and, and really when it comes down to it, we have you to thank for it, because if it wasn't for you, 
I really don't see anybody else put kind of effort in. You do, you know. And we know that you work third shift. And coming into the weeks of starting the racing season and starting the car show, you know, we know that you don't get a lot of sleep. And we know that you bust your ass. There's always a lot of different hats you're wearing. Right. And, and we, we definitely appreciate it. You have no idea how much those guys. You know, a lot of guys talk to me about, you know, I'm just an LD guy or I'm just a Hornet guy. But, you know, we recognize what you do. We definitely Everybody's important. I mean, it's nice to have that super late model there, but it's also nice to have someone Hornet for the first time there. And we appreciate it. He brings those NOD cars. Because remember, he's like, it's just an NOD car. So it doesn't matter. I said, this this actually probably get more fans to look at it and know they could probably do something in the speedway than, than seeing a 30,000 hour late model sitting right. there. It's cheap to get it. You know, it's like a lady go, well, hell, I got something like this sitting right. there. <laughs> and then he talked to Len about it. He said, hey, you take your models this and that, you're out speedway. Yeah. Well, shoot, you know, and you know how many people get involved? Right. You got to get started that's, that, that's where you I know? got started. Yeah. Now, you've been racing, you've been doing Night of Destructions, the oval racing, the yeah. weekly stuff, so what, what's your plans here for 2020? Um, really not sure at the moment. Uh, I'm going to try to get the car back together within the next couple of weeks. And a lot of people don't know, you always had that the, the station wagon. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I grew up with a love for station wagons, and, and uh, Shane Sanders kind of turned me on to a wagon that we picked up out of Maryville, it was actually only in a car. And uh, I have a love affair with that car. You know, uh, currently looking for a motor for that to get that back on the track. Um, it was just awesome. You know, uh, there was something about the way people reacted to that over just a normal stock car. Something it, different. You know, something like, very different. Is that thing yeah. legal? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. like, that's, that's a station wagon. <laughs> right. You know, because, you know, like stock cars, all, all the street stocks are Regals and Monte Carlos, basically. Right. You know, they're Merrill's. Well, the wedge bodies, kind of your super late models, or modifieds are all Cavaliers, or right. Sportsmen are pretty much, you know, simply Regal Monte Carlo, aluminum bodies, and stuff. So now your front wheel drives, there's a variety of stuff. Right. And I couldn't tell you one car from the other, because right. at least there's some variety there. But <laughs> the wagons does stand out versus everything yeah. else that's out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, Mike Miracle and Mindy Miracle, those guys race uh, the focuses, and you know, there's not a lot of many people in the area who race the focus, and they do really well. Well, the smokestack. Well, the smokestack. Smoke yeah, stack on the yeah the old, the old flap on top of the exhaust system. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, no, and they're really good. They've, they've got championships underneath their belt with focuses, and uh, just that hatchback style, I think, is, is really cool. I've always loved that ever since I was a kid, and, and when I got the chance to jump on that with the, with the help of Shane, it was awesome. And then, too, with the front wheel drives, first it was a last year. Yep. Then the car started getting juked and juked, and the rules maybe got a little bit more open. Then they kind of like, okay, we're going to tune them down. Now right. we're going to have a Hornet class and a front wheel drive class. Right. What, which one do you prefer? Um, you know, I've never raced in the outlaw front wheel drive class. Uh, you know, I'm really very content in that class. Uh, I do foresee like trying to move up and things like that. But, you know, Hornet class is, is a very beginner. Like like me, I started with the Hornets because of that instruction. Uh, I just wanted to get into a little more and just check it out. Um, the Hornet is a very much so perceived as a beginner class. When you look at Formula Drive, Clovinger, Clovinger, and all are, that, Spencer Wernigier. There's, there's a science right there. Yeah, there's definitely a science, but, you know, I'm in with all those guys. I, 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 I'm really very grateful, very blessed the way those guys take me under their wing and just talk to me like a human being. You know, you got a lot of classes. Some some tracks are kind of up the up, but um, I'm very grateful for the way they treat me and the things that they've taught me. And, and, uh, you know, we try to stay as stocked as possible, and uh, my car's never been outside the rules. Uh, you know,
just learn a lot from the morning class, and one of these days we're going to take that farther. Um, I'd really like to be in the outlaw for a year and then uh, go to the street stuff. That's really where I want to be in the street stuff. You know, we're re really very content with the friends that we have in the morning class, and, and we can jump from track to track to track. You know, Shane's been trying to chase, trying to get me to chase him with Gas City. And he did some dirt. Yeah, I had. Uh, I had so much fun on dirt. And dirt, you got mini stocks. Yep. Front wheel drives and hornets. It's all in a mixed bag, and it's like all kinds of odds and ends. Right. Some things you can't even describe what the body work is on them, but right. they're all in a big claw running together. Yep, and, and it's it's really so cool, man. When, when Shane talked me into it, Shane texted me on it, I think it was like a night. He said, we're racing Saturday night. Are you coming? Man, I really don't know. I know. Come Saturday morning, are you coming with us? Yeah, I'll throw it on the trailer. It was, it was, it was for once. It was ready to go. <laughs> throw it on the trailer, and it was some of the most fun I ever had. You know, and, and really, when it comes down to it, I have Shane Sanders to thank for a lot. Bib overalls, no. yeah, bib overalls, no. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I have to thank him a lot for what he does. Helping me, and, and if it, I don't, I really don't believe it wasn't for Shane. I don't think I'd be. Something you know, you're on both ends of it, the night destruction and weekly racing, yeah. and the crowds are so much different. I mean, Very. attendance wise, you reckon a night of destruction night, you got probably 1,500 more fans cheering you if right. you jump out of your car and jump on the roof. Right. A night at the races, you crash, and people might be yelling at the stands, oh, you shouldn't have been on the you know, your fault. You right. know, it's a whole different perspective with a record on a weekly show to a night of destruction record. Right. I mean, it's just. Amazing how that is. You know, I'll tell you how that how the night instruction came about. So, uh, a lot of people know that my great grandma is the one that adopted me, and uh, my great grandma used to help with my Chuck, or my oh Chuck Wagner, build Stan Suskie's race cars, working okay. the motor and so, and so on and so forth. She just got tired of it. You know, she got she got to the point where she didn't, couldn't even watch NASCAR race. But demolition derby is up, man. She's in her wheelchair, front row, or watching the demolition derby. No matter what, she's eyes are glued. <laughs> and uh, you know, I remember watching JJ uh, Milborn and uh, Corey Bloom and all the racing train races and all that. And I remember that when I was a kid, and I always said I really want to get in that because I love NASCAR, I love the old track, I love the wrecking, and I always wanted to do that. Um, Tim Hutchings from SBI Automotive gave me the opportunity to hop into one of his cars. And we just went out and just had one hell of a time just wrecking cars, and it, it, to me, it's the ultimate balance. And, uh, and everybody gets along even after. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you get right. on an old track for right. a night. That guy's out for your neck in the pit, right. you know. And there are shaking hands. If we're trashing each other on, on, on a night of destruction, we're back in the pits laughing about it. We're on each other's trailers, drinking beer, just hanging out, <laughs> just shaking hands. Drinking beer after the race, right? After. After. They don't want to get in trouble. After the race, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Keith He's real cute. Oh, Keith Berenger, yeah. Um, it's a shame about your flat tire on that car out there, but he'll be all right. It's, it's got daylight for a couple more hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a, it's just a really very different environment because if you got somebody wrecking you at a race night, you're either they're either separating you before you come to your trailer, or you guys in a night instruction are shaking hands, laughing, throwing crap, you know, and just having a good time about it. And. Uh, I remember there was one night in the, the Enduro, I had a Buick, and I got spun, I got hit head on, I got hit in my passenger door, and I got rear-ended like, I mean, one, two, three, right now, 
and there were all these on it. And it was just a blast. Like a, like a bumper car deal. Yeah, deal. exactly. And it just jumped my car. But I had so much fun. We all went back, shaking hands, laughing about it and everything. You know, and, and I think that's what it is for me. is just uh, the friendships, the fellowship, the no drama. Yeah, you got a few guys. And you might even have somebody come up that was doing that. You didn't like, you're in the night of destruction. Right. I didn't even know you even were, you know, involved in this or something. Right. And also they got a car put together, which you can, in right. a couple days. And, right. And, 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 and uh, again, for the night of destruction deal, if it wouldn't have been for people like Spencer Ward here and Tim Hutchings, I wouldn't have a ride with that. And, and uh, I'm very grateful for that because, uh, you know, something I haven't told you yet. Uh, I actually recently learned that I'm a Leva by blood. Mm -hmm. And that uh, I found out that, well, you, you know about Benny Leva. Ben Leva from uh, Ben Styre Club. Yes, yeah, sir. Stuff. Yep. And I, 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 didn't I remember you always wanted pictures of those cars years ago. And I pulled yeah. a couple here and there. George yeah. Snyder was in them. And yes, sir. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I, I didn't know that uh, Irish and uh, Benny gave Tony Stewart his first shot in a USAC car. Hmm. And, uh, I remember, I remember it's kind of like a Jeff Gordon kind of a story yeah. on one of the nights when Jeff couldn't make it and then from the East. Yeah. And he says, put Tony Stewart in the car. He said, he's a pretty good runner. I can't make the race. Because right. that's when they were trying to have those guys chase all the championships in one you know, season. Right. And then Tony got into that East car and did well. And, yeah. And, and, you know, and, that deal was kind of like this. Uh, I sat down and had a few beers with uh, Rich Nairi the other night and, and just learned a lot. You know, uh, just my grandma lived across the alley from Denny Nairi, and the first race car I was ever even around was Denny Nairi's. And uh, Richie uh, picked me up and set me in the car. And you know, it was like from there, it was just that's it. <laughs> I want to be in a race. Hell's a deal there, right? And, uh, yeah, man. You know, it's just—it's really been cool. I'm, I'm really very grateful. Like, I've got guys like Mike Nair who puts tires in the car if I need it. And, uh, Jan Hardy, Hardy's Bar, downtown Oak Park. You know, if I walk in there, hey, car store up, man, and, and he'll be like, "What do you need, Frank? We're gonna hook you up." And, and I'm just—I really can't express how grateful I am for these people hooking me up and helping me out. And, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's really been a really Something cool they need to work on is a non-black car. You know, yeah. The Hornet class, yeah. I mean, new Paris, there was 19 cars one night, and I think 17 of them were black. Yep. You know, it's like, man, alive. It's like, they just kept rolling out without numbers on and stuff. Right. And, but, you know, that's always a thing about non-black car, right? It must be the hot color, though. See, I've got a bad habit of, and Jeremy Templeton and, and Mark Stoll and Tim Hutchings can vouch for this. I've got a bad habit of, well, I'm not going to do it, or I'm not going to race, and that. Two nights before, okay, I'm gonna race, <laughs> and that's where, like, on the back of my shirt, it says "Last Minute Mafia," and that's where we come up with that. Dixon does this with the car show. Yeah, he doesn't have nothing until about April one. And we have our show like the fifth, and he's like, "We're working on it." Yep. And then he has something that looks like it's been sitting in the garage all, all no winter, painted up, skied right. up, and everything. And then he rolls in with it and stuff. Right. But you know, I think that the that the cars that like Dixon stuff like that. I think that uh, for the car show, that shows a lot of character too because maybe the aspect of the cars that look pristine and they get the picture of the cars that are just there. I remember when you, you and Templeton paint. brought those cars out. They're yep. like, they don't look good. I mean, Full matter. leaves, the paint looks like crap. <laughs> the you know, it's still there. It's you still know. there. You know, and you just got to have a lot of respect for that. So, um, we just really appreciate everybody. That, you know, I, just, I know I keep saying that, but I really do. 
me and Temple Center, Mark and Sam and all those guys. We really appreciate just being able to have the opportunity to just climb. And it was amazing that car show. First couple of years, we were doing trophies and maybe 10 or 15 cars are pretty good. Right now, I mean, my God, the street stock, the stock car awards. There's 30 cars that could probably oh, yeah. win it, you know. And yeah. last year when uh, Danley had that award, I'm like, you're gonna, you want to pick the driver that wins this? He goes, yeah, I'll do it. Right. He's in there Friday night going, Thursday night going, oh my God, there's a lot of good looking cars. I said, oh, yeah. I said, you got your whole South Bend group back there. Anybody right. could win it back there. And then you got Watterson, you got the course. And I said, oh, we have a lot of other awards that would sneak into those, uh, the best this and best that too. Right. You know, I'll tell you, Corson and, and, and uh, Watterson last year, their cars were just absolutely incredible. You know, I, I know the kind of time that Watterson put on uh, that car to make that Challenger body work, and, and it was just incredible. And, and a lot of people just thought it was just like a glue, like a model right. kit, just glued together and you're done, but right. uh, there was a lot more to it. A lot. That. And, you know, and, and he texted me, and, and you know, I, I buy junk cars on the side. Uh, the comment was made was, man, I don't have any spare parts. You know, we got to find a Challenger. <laughs> this thing looked good real real good right now, but you know, two nights into it, it's going to be that's different. Right. You know? <laughs> but Corson, the kind of the kind of time they put into that car, and, and, and even Dixon, you know, the, the, the body that he had on that street stock, and I think that really what set that car off was like the, the tint on the windshield. You know, there's not really a lot of cars with that kind of thing, and, and just really, I mean, I could go on and on and on. And the fluorescent cars. Yeah, Years absolutely. ago, no one had fluorescence. Now every, every car has got fluorescence, right. some or another, it seems like. Right. You know, and, and uh, Shane had a lot of time putting out his car. Just, to me, the fabrication aspect, I mean, not, I'm not a fabricator by any means. I can weld, but the kind of things that I see these guys do with the car, like, say, Logan Maynard, or, uh, uh, for example, the things that he's done within the last three or four years. Oh my God, I put those pictures of his Merrill on Facebook yeah. there from South Bend, and next thing you know, it's a 40 questions about whether right. it was legal and did this and that. And I'm like, right, I told Logan, I said, I'm sorry that I posted those pictures right. now because <laughs> now you're playing 40 questions with half you know, Kalamazoo guys and everything else. But, yeah. but these guys, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I haven't been in this nearly as long as any of these guys, and I would never claim to be, but the, the craftsmanship fabrication and the hours that go into vehicles like that is just for not a lot of reward. Because you, know, you get just some of those cars get torn up right off the bat and it's like, oh my god. Right. Right. And, and, and you know you hate to see that but guys like Logan and, and, and Austin Maynard that put the kind of time in their cars it's just it's unreal the kind of thing that they can do with a great press. Even like the Emmons, the hand Oh absolutely you know, you guys you know, I spent a, I spent a lot of time with, with the Emmons boys too, you know, and, and Nick and, and Steve are really great friends of mine. And uh, you know, we were we were really devastated when, they, when we lost their uncle and uh, um, they tried really, really hard to keep his memory alive because he was the one who made sure that he would be in the garage and wee hours in line making the car ride. And uh, you know, it's just yeah. Something that was cool, we did that in Black News, tied in with that, the best street stop. Right. And it was down to Verdine in Emmons. Yep. And with Emmons had that the roof leak, the mall, we brought the car by my setup, so his car was sitting there 15 feet behind it was Verdine's. Right. And you think of a contest of that, how many cars, how many people across the country did they have the two cars at the car show within 15 feet of each other right. as the last two cars, and they both won awards for paint and... Yeah. You know, best car, and like, wow. Yeah. The car show was like, what? the car show had both of them sitting there, side, almost side by side. Right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I just about lived at 
Steve Emmett's shop there for quite a while. We we were really good friends, and uh, you know we still are. Um, if it wouldn't have been for Steve, I, I wouldn't have made it. Uh, my first trailer race win or none of that. He built my uh, he built the car that we won the first trailer race in at New Paris. Uh, and you know I really just can't say enough about those guys, Danny, Steve, and Nick. They're, they're just really awesome people. Um, you know the list just goes on. So if, if you put yourself up and ask for the help, it's unbelievable. Kind of a unique deal too at the Nenaldees. The old days was Demolition Derby, and that was yeah. it. Nothing else. Right. So you guys could have been pro Demolition Derby guys, but right. then you know that kind of faded out with the cash for clunkers and this and that. Right. And now they came up with all those other different type of events, yeah. which is like new to a lot of people. Old timers is like, what is this? Again? Right. What, you know, I had to explain the whole thing again. But now you guys, this is your, this is your back, like oh, yeah. the back of your hand events yeah. there. And stuff, I, you know? I think that. Uh, Talking about that, I think my favorite race of that night would be either the Enduro or the Pole Race. So for people that don't, the Pole stays stationary, so somebody doesn't take it with them. Yeah, and, and <laughs> for people that doesn't know what the, what the Pole Race is, it's more so like if you're going around a roundabout, but there's no yield sign. So you go around the roundabout, and there's still cars coming in as you're going out. I mean, it, it's just it's such a, big a thing. rush. It's a thing on timing, and you can't try right. to cut it close because <laughs> it, about five other guys would think of the same thing. And, right. You know, it, it's just so fun. And, and I, I, I really tried to get out of the night of destruction two or three times, and I just can't. You know, that's, that's where I'm planning the rush, the fans, the people, the friends. I mean, that's just where it's I mean, that night they had that Amish, that RV that rolled in, so it was Amish Mafia. Yeah. And it came down the highway to go to be in that event. Yeah. And then you always got a lot of Amish kids yep. in the stands at those NLD nights, and then you got to sing, it says Amish Mafia on it. Right. And it looks like <laughs> the kids were thinking, I would never get into something like that. Right. You know, and that thing was out there running that trailer race. And, yep. And then, uh, then yeah. after the trailer race, they went up trying to roll it over two or three times. The bolt. Tried to yep. take out the bolt and everything. Yep. You know, uh, the first trailer race I ever won was a... Uh, Calvis, Calvis Speedway, and, and you know, if, if you've never uh, experienced the Kalamazoo Night of Destruction, um, you got to make it up there. You know, Gary Howe, I know he's got to be, he's not going to be in charge of the track this year, but uh, Jason Seltzer and all those guys put on one incredible Night of Destruction. You know, you're just not going to find it anywhere else, and motocross and, and stunts and things like that. But me and Tim Hutchings went out there. For the first time and, and started up the front row, took the trailer race by storm, but it was some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. You know, I, I, just, I really can't explain it, man. You know, we, we're across that's the track position, trailer race, right? Because <laughs> if there's 30 out there and you got a trailer, now you're right. almost certain 60 of them, right. you know, with all the other things that are right. and stuff. But, you know, you can think you're doing good and bad things happen in the hurry there. Yep. Up front, you get us off, off you go with mine. Yep. See, so that Hensley is always up front in those events, you know. Oh, so, Stevie. Yeah, he's always, put him on the front rolls, like, oh, man. Right. That's, that's, that's going to be a, what's going to happen there, you know? Right. Yeah. No, you know. Uh, you still got to earn it. Right. And, and and I really can't say anything bad about any of these guys I race with. Like, Steve Hensley, Kyle McNamara, Tyler Casper, all those guys. I've never had a bout with any of those people. You know, they're all, they're all good guys. We all race together. We all laugh. We all have a good time. You know. It's all.
But, uh, yeah. Well, glad you made it today. Thank you, sir. And we'll see you somewhere or another. Maybe we'll probably see you at our show, too. Oh, for sure. Always a lot of fun there. And, uh, you know, I said the mall looks kind of dead before we bring that place to life. And yeah. to see that place so full of cars on Thursday night, it's like, oh, my God. It's like Christmas morning when uh, exactly. we're all on Friday. Uh, I really can't wait for, for Thursday night because when Thursday night, 8, 9 o'clock, you better be in the parking lot. And it looks like a pit area. It does. And then you wonder what's going to show up. And when you know, you know when, when you pull in a little bit earlier, you kind of go get some Enzo's pizza or whatever and just kind of scout, up, scout about what's out there, it's on. You know, it, it is time. we got another two weeks and we're ready to go racing. Yeah, yeah, because like, my phone's just busy and son of a gun that yeah. Thursday night. How to get there? Where's it at? What, what's the entrance? Yeah. i got a car coming. Leave it on the list. Yep. You know, so whenever it's trying to fit everybody's going in and out. Yeah. It's all for good. It's neat to have six, seven different tracks together, the lawn wars, yeah. you know, the carts, yeah. you know, the demolition derby stuff. People are just like mud barbers. They got yeah. some cool stuff coming yeah, out. The, the, the Van Hooks, and one of my best friends is, is Terry Brew. I'm going to try to talk to him and bring it to Bronco. The Wiki's got something planned too with yeah. the Bucks, so that's going to be pretty cool. Right on. Too, so. That's some wild stuff. So, all right, well, we're gonna. Rhonda's arms are looking tired here. So, but thanks again for coming out here today, and uh, appreciate it, buddy. See you in a few weeks. Yes, sir.